and welcome to another episode of Redditations. My name is Celeste Johnson, and every week on this podcast, I discuss something I've read, and then I create a guided meditation based on that text. This week, I am so excited to talk about a novel that I loved recently. It's Mexican Gothic by Silvia Moreno Garcia. It's so creepy and it's magical, and I hope that you've either had a chance to read it or you get a chance soon, because this book was such a fun read. I'm going to try not to include spoilers in this episode, so even if you haven't read the book yet, you should be safe. Let's start out with just a little summary to give you some context, and then we'll dive in deeper to the themes in this book. Before we dive into the book, I want to let you know about something that's coming up that I'm really excited about. I am working with a friend of mine, a dear friend of mine, Jessica from 333 Alchemy, and together we are going to be facilitating a book circle. It has been my dream to create a book circle ever since I began Reditations, and I'm so excited that this first one is coming to fruition. Over the course of a few months, we're going to be going through the artist's way together. If you're not familiar with The Artist's Way, it is a classic and it describes itself as a spiritual path to creative recovery. At the core of The Artist's Way is the belief that we are all creative and it's up to us to recover and discover those creative pieces of ourselves. And that is what The Artist's Way is for. Over the course of a few months, we're going to be working through this book together in solidarity, in mutual support, talking about the book each week, talking about the tasks and activities we've completed from it, and sharing our creations with each other. This circle is going to be such an amazing resource and such an amazing community, especially if you're longing to better nourish your creative self. We are opening up this book circle because we love this book, we believe in this book, and we want to create a space where people can talk about their creations, can talk about how they're feeling in their creative life, can talk about discovering and caring for your creative self. This book circle is going to be amazing. I'm so excited about it, and I can't tell you enough how amazing I think it's going to be. So if you're interested in being part of this circle, we would love to have you. Please reach out to me at reditations at gmail.com or visit my website, reditationspodcast.com, and you can find more information in either of those places. I would love to talk to you more about this group. We would love to have you be part of it. So please don't hesitate to reach out. Oh, and I forgot to mention... It's free, so there's really no reason not to come check it out. Okay, back to Mexican Gothic. Here's a quick summary. This book is set in 1950s Mexico. Our main character is Noemi Tabuada. Noemi is a socialite who lives in Mexico City. She loves fashion, parties, dancing, and spending time with pretty boys. And she's also deeply intelligent and has interest in pursuing a master's degree in anthropology. At the beginning of the book, Noemi's father receives a distressed and somewhat confusing letter from Noemi's cousin, Catalina. A couple years ago, Catalina married an Englishman and moved with him to a more remote part of Mexico called El Triunfo. 
Catalina's distressed letter sounds alarm bells for her family. They know her as a sweet and romantic-minded person, but in her letter, Catalina writes, quote, He is trying to poison me. This house is sick with rot, stinks of decay, brims with every single evil and cruel sentiment. I have tried to hold on to my wits, to keep this foulness away, but I cannot and I find myself losing track of time and thoughts. In this letter, Catalina begs for Noemi to come rescue her from this cursed house, and she also sets up the gothic vibe of this novel. In classic gothic style, the setting of this novel is one of its central features, and that's what we learn when Noemi travels down to meet and rescue her cousin Catalina in El Triunfo, at the house where she lives, called High Place. Set on a foggy mountain where the weather always seems to be gray, this house is where Noemi encounters the other important characters in this book. Virgil, who's Catalina's husband, Howard, who is the patriarch of the Doyle family who lives in this house, and Francis, who is Virgil's cousin. I'm not going to get too deep into the plot here, but predictably, in classic Gothic style, Noemi discovers when she arrives at High Place that something is deeply, terribly wrong, and she needs to get away, but she's not willing to leave without her cousin, Catalina. The rest of the book spends time in detail exploring what happens in Noemi's mind as she continues to reside at High Place and tries to figure out how to save herself and her cousin, Catalina. During the time that she is at High Place, Noemi grapples with so much that she would like to escape from. The Doyle family reeks of colonialism because they are from Britain and came to Mexico in order to run a silver mine. That's how they made their fortune, by stealing indigenous wealth and trampling on indigenous people and their communities. The Doyles regard the Mexican people and landscape with disdain, They imported all of their servants and even earth from Britain in order to be able to grow the same plants that they did in their homeland. It's clear from the beginning that Howard Doyle looks down on Noemi because she's not white, but he also sees her as something to be used. And naturally, Noemi feels the urge to escape as soon as she meets him. This attitude of colonialism is closely tied with the racism that runs rampant at High Place. Howard Doyle is an avid believer in the, quote, science of eugenics, which was popular in the 1950s, and he believes strongly in preserving his family's purity. Read whiteness. This belief in preserving purity shows up in so many ways. High Place is isolated from the rest of the town in which it's situated, so the Doyles never really even come into contact with brown people. In fact, Even though they've lived there for decades, the Doyles have refused to learn Spanish and continue only to speak English. And even beyond the simple isolation of High Place, Howard Doyle takes extreme and horrifying actions to preserve the, quote, purity of his family. The Doyle household is also rank with patriarchy. And I mean, we started this book with a lot of patriarchy and I was already over it before Noemi even came down to High Place because, for example, her father just wants her to find a good husband and isn't really that interested in her going to college. But whoo boy, when you get to High Place, the patriarchy is inescapable. It's nearly impossible for Noemi to have a conversation with anybody at High Place except for one important person, 
without being condescended to. She's several times told to be a good girl and comply with what she's being told to do at High Place. Even when Noemi interacts with the women who live at High Place, it's clear that the patriarchy has sunk its roots so deep into this family because the women also actively perpetuate this structure. Those are huge cultural forces of oppression active at High Place in the Doyle family, and they are big things to escape from. Noemi also struggles against and tries to escape from more subtle forces throughout the book, including gaslighting, boredom, isolation, and the idealized past. Her best tool in overcoming all of these forces that I've talked about is her own presence and intuition. Throughout much of the book, Noemi doesn't really trust herself, and when she does begin to trust herself, that's when things really start to turn around. Even though the circumstances continue to become more and more dire throughout the novel, Noemi becomes strong enough to overcome those circumstances. She does that by trusting herself. For example, after Noemi has spent some time living at High Place, she begins to have hallucinations. She's not sure if what she's seeing is real, and she always invalidates and second-guesses herself. She talks herself out of believing what she's seeing. But once she begins to allow herself to believe what she's seeing, once she begins to trust herself, that's when she's able to overcome these horrors and to escape from them in the end because she is there for herself, because she believes herself. She validates her own experience even when everyone else refuses to do so. And in the end, that is the key to her triumph. The tool that Noemi uses to validate herself and to bring herself back into her present moment is a sort of mantra that she uses throughout the book. It's three simple words. Open your eyes. This is what Noemi says to herself whenever she's having a hallucination and she knows it's not real, in order to snap herself out of it and come back into the real and the present. Another tool Noemi uses in order to escape these terrible circumstances is by being in solidarity with both Catalina and Francis. These are two people who validate her experience as well and who come together with her in order to overcome these dark and fearful forces. This book uses the madwoman in the attic trope to talk about Catalina and even Noemi because they are what would be, especially in the 1950s, considered hysterical women. They are seeing things and experiencing things that other people don't understand. And instead of trying to understand them, other people are very quick to invalidate their experiences. This sort of trope comes up a lot in gothic stories, such as The Yellow Wallpaper by Charlotte Perkins Gilman, which is another story that I really love and highly suggest you check out if you haven't read it yet. In The Yellow Wallpaper, the main character is supposed to be a hysterical woman, and she is locked in this room all day and sees the figures in her wallpaper moving. Mexican Gothic gave a really awesome nod to that story, The Yellow Wallpaper, when Noemi sees her own wallpaper, yellow and covered with mold, swirling and moving. In both of these stories, of course, we know that the experiences of the central characters are valid, and of course they're not hysterical. 
They are not exaggerating their experiences. Their experiences are valid, and it's the failure of those around them to have invalidated them in the first place. I love that Mexican Gothic takes this trope to a new level by adding in discussions of race and class. We know it's true, of course, that people who aren't men tend to experience this kind of invalidation on a frequent basis. But for people who are marginalized in more than one way, including by color or class, this invalidation and disregard becomes so much worse. Mexican Gothic brings those issues into sharp relief and shows that it's okay and absolutely necessary to trust yourself and your own experience in order to overcome this invalidation. It's okay to open your eyes to your own experience and believe what you see. And that's exactly what we're going to try and do in today's meditation. Let's meditate. As we get into today's meditation, I invite you to begin by finding a comfortable place for your body. When you're ready, join me in taking a couple deep breaths. With each breath, bring yourself a little more into the present moment. Focus on the sensation of the breath coming in and out of your lungs and what it feels like to be existing as you are right now. Keep breathing. Today, Our meditation is going to center on some visualization. I invite you to join me in this visualization in any way that feels okay to you. If anything ever feels like too much, you can always come back to your breath. Keep breathing, and I invite you to notice what it feels like to be comfortable in your body. Hopefully that's how you feel now. Do you feel at ease? What does that feel like? What sensations do you notice in this calm and quiet moment? When you're ready, I invite you to visualize a moment when it was difficult to trust yourself. Remember to be kind and gentle with yourself as you conjure this visualization, and if it ever feels like too much, simply return to your breath. When you bring to mind this moment of doubting yourself, it could be something small or something large and significant. Perhaps it was a time when you felt unsettled, but you couldn't put a finger on the reason. Or perhaps it was a time when you were forced to reckon with something terrible, like Noemi was in the book. Whatever this situation is, large or small, allow yourself to visualize it now, if that feels safe to you. As you visualize this scenario in your mind's eye, this scenario of self-doubt, once more check in with your body and the sensations you're feeling right now. 
Notice anywhere where the sensations have changed from a moment ago. Perhaps you're experiencing more tightness in your chest, or you notice your fists are balled up. Continue to breathe and continue to companion yourself in this moment. Remind yourself that you are safe. You are safe to explore these emotions, and it is also valid if you choose to keep some distance from them. Continue to breathe and notice still what sensations you're feeling in your body. As you continue to breathe, let's make a shift in this visualization now. Picture the same scenario in your mind. At the point in this visualization, when you notice yourself experiencing self-doubt, say these words to yourself. Open your eyes. When you hear yourself say those words, feel yourself return to certainty and trust in your own experience. Come back to the feeling of what it's like to perceive the world from your eyes and to trust those perceptions. Validate yourself every time you hear yourself say those words. Continue to visualize this scenario and continue to hear yourself speak in your mind or aloud the words, open your eyes. Check in once more with your body. Notice what sensations you're feeling after you've changed your visualization to validate yourself and your own experiences. What sensations do you feel? Do you notice relaxation? Do you notice opening in your chest? Do you notice energy where you did not feel it before? Continue to breathe deeply and listen to your inner sensations. If you'd like, think of a different moment when you felt self-doubt or when you felt invalidated by someone else. Notice again the sensations that that brings to your body. Notice any tension that arises. Notice how you talk to yourself in this visualization. For a moment, sit with these sensations. And when you're ready, speak to yourself in your mind or aloud and say, open your eyes. Again, return to your body to your own experience, to validating the way that you see things, to trusting that your perception is valid. The world from your eyes matters. Your perception matters. Your experience matters. And in every moment, you deserve to be validated. You deserve to trust yourself. And you can still be curious while trusting your own experiences. Continue breathing deeply. Remember, 
trusting your own experience does not mean that you are invalidating others. Trusting your own experience does not mean that you are ignoring outside information. Trusting your own experience means that you are there for yourself, that you believe yourself, that you treat yourself as valuable and worthy. We all deserve these things from ourselves and from other people, but the first place that that validation comes from is within each of us. It's up to you to give yourself that validation. Continue breathing. With each breath, remember those three words that Noemi uses to validate her own experience throughout Mexican Gothic. Open your eyes. She knows that even when the world seems perplexing and her experience is hard to explain, it is valid. Even when other people do not understand her and often refuse to even try, Noemi knows that her experience is valid. And she reminds herself of that with those three simple words. Open your eyes. As you continue breathing, Visualize one more time with me. Bring to mind the rest of your day today. Whatever that looks like, imagine your interactions with other people and the world around you. Anytime you feel self-doubt creeping in, whether from within or from external sources. Know that you can always return to those three simple words to remind yourself that your experience is valid and that you are worth listening to. Those three simple words, open your eyes, can remind you that your perspective is important and that it's worth it to trust yourself. In these final moments of our meditation, I offer you a few other mantras to carry with you today to remind yourself of these things. You can repeat each one either in your head or out loud. I trust myself. My perspective is important. My experience is valid. I know how I feel. As we come to the end of this meditation, take one more deep breath with me. And when you're ready, just like Noemi would say, open your eyes. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of Reditations all about Mexican Gothic and what it means to trust yourself. Special thanks, as always, to Joshua Munt for the sound design and theme music in this episode. If you liked today's episode, there are several ways you can support the podcast. First of all, and most importantly, please share it with a friend. It means so much when you share these episodes with somebody who you think would enjoy them. 
And that is absolutely the best way for this podcast to grow and spread. So please, if you enjoyed today's episode, go share it with a friend who you think would like it as well. To listen to all the episodes of the podcast and learn what's coming next, visit reditationspodcast.com. If you have ideas for things you'd like to hear on the podcast in the future, or if you want to talk books, please send me an email or reach out on social media. I would so love to talk to you. You can email me at reditations at gmail.com. I would love to be in touch with you. One final way you can support the podcast is by visiting the Patreon page. This is where you can offer financial support and find other great ways to get involved with the Reditations community. Again, thanks so much for listening today. It's really an honor that you spend your time with this podcast, and I appreciate it. This week, I hope you open your eyes and trust in your experience. Happy reading, friends, and I'll see you next time.